Down to Business on News Talk. Sponsored by Flowgas. Talk to us today for electricity that will power your business wherever you are. Childcare is one of the most talked about issues uh, for working families right across the country. Parents leaving a child with someone outside the family requires a huge level of trust. And here to discuss the industry of creches, I'm delighted to be joined by Paula Holmes. She's the manager of the Whitefriars Crash um, and Montessori School. We've got uh, Dee Frampton Bushell from Operations Manager at Grovelands Childcare. We also have um, Narnia Nursery School Director Neve Leaney is also with us. And Theresa Heaney, the CEO of the Early Childhood Ireland, is also joins us. So, four ladies here. We're going to talk the business of crashes. I'm going to start with you, Theresa Heaney. You're the CEO of Early Childhood Ireland. You might set the stage for us here and the scene about the business and how the business is, how many people do you represent? How big okay. is it? Okay. Give us just the high level stats if you would. Okay, thanks, Bobby. <clears throat> I mean, it's great to have an opportunity to talk about uh, the childcare sector and the industry today. Um, so, just to, to give your listeners a perspective, um, there's about 4,500 settings across Ireland. So, it's a, it's a very large and very disparate sector. There are very many different types of settings. There are about 75% of the settings in the country are operated by private by private people and individuals and companies and another 30% are operated by not-for-profit organisations, community organisations. That's higher than I would have thought. Okay, it's about 70-30 in general is what it is. Um, Then it employs about 25,000 people and the type of roles and occupations that are available um, are causing cause part of the problem for the the childcare sector because about fifty percent of the people who work in the sector are employed on a part time basis. Okay, can I just ask you then? Yeah. So you have twenty five thousand people working in the sector. That makes yeah. it a huge employer. It is. What are the minimum qualifications? Okay. So what do I need to be to 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 okay. work in the sector? So one of the good news stories mm. about the sector is the introduction of minimum qualifications for the first time at the end of 2016. So now you can't work in a preschool service now unless you have a minimum FETAC level 5 qualification. Another good thing that is happening in the sector at the moment is an increase in the number of graduates because uh, one of the government schemes offers a higher level of subsidy or funding if you're employing a graduate. So that has led to an increase in the number of graduates working in the sector to and now there's about 14% of the staff working okay. in the sector are graduates and they're all good things about the sector that are coming from increased investment now however this, the the sector is historically very underfunded and what we have unfortunately is an Ireland that is the lowest in the list of OECD countries in terms of levels of investment okay. in the sector but maybe we can, we come, can back. come back to yeah, that because uh, I want to I want to introduce our three crash operators and owners here and I want to start with Paula Holmes who's the manager of the, the Whitefriars uh, Crash in Montessori School uh, Paula you're very welcome to the programme Thank you Bobby um, You've been in the business for 12 odd years. You're trained in Montessori. Can you, without blurring the lines too much, where does Montessori fit in in the overall crash space? 
Um, well, Montessori is more for the preschool children. They're basically coming through. Like we have our Ashton curriculum in place, um, and and that's true from babies up until the preschool age. Um, and then when they go into Montessori, it's more of a kind of work based approach and making the children independent um, and teaching them everyday skills as well. Okay. Along, yeah. You say, Paula, that you know uh, if a crash, as a parent, that you know if a crash is right for you the minute you walk in the door. Why do you say that? Um, when parents come in and have a look around, um, we always get really positive feedback as well. And I said, it's like everything in life. When you go in, you get a really good feeling. And when parents see the interactions between the practitioners and the children and they see the atmosphere and that the rooms are lovely and warm and inviting, um, they just know like there's, there's very few parents that walk out the door and don't book with us. You know, okay. they just say the, the feeling that they get is, is very positive. Okay, let's bring in our second crash uh, owner-operator is Dee Frampton-Bushell. And she's the operation manager with uh, Groveland's down there in Athlone. The business is there, 26 years. Was it started by your parents? It was. It's actually, it's a family-run business. Yeah. It was started by my mother, Regina. She <coughs> has 40 years um, experience in the industry and uh, the sector. And I've recently come on board in the last five or six years um, my background isn't in childcare but due to the ever-changing uh, nature of the sectors and enabled me to come back and work in the, in the business. One of the fascinating things about your business Dee is that uh, you employ over 90 people you're on five sites and you you look after 600 families like they're yeah, really impressive statistics. Yeah it's actually increased we're up to 800 families now at the moment across that lone Tullamore and Mullingar um, Due to, as as Teresa was saying, increased um, investment in in the sector through the ECC scheme would have had a huge impact on on our intake because uh, you know a huge amount of families are taking up that offering. Okay, what do you say to people who uh, and we we I see it already on the text line and I'll get to them in a minute. Loads of texts coming in five three one zero six. Keep them coming if you've got uh, queries about crashes, but about. The accusation, let's put it, that uh, government subsidies that are given in this area tend to be trousered, let's say, by the crash operators. Well, I don't think that that is true. If if you look at, you know, depending on the level of subsidies, um, for instance, the ECC scheme, that's if, if a, a parent is getting that, they're getting three hours a day of childcare for free. So um, uh, providers are actually taking a hit on that because our free private fee would be €81 Euro a week. And we're being uh, subsidised sixty four fifty by the government, so there's definitely no okay. no case there that um, providers are, are are getting anything extra for that. Okay, well, stay with us because I want to bring in our third guest, and our third guest is from the Narnia Nursery School, uh, Neve Leany. Neve, you're very welcome to the program. Thank you. Now you're. Um, uh, a, a, a froble teacher as well, is that right? Can Fre- you ex- yes, froble, freble. People call call it different things, but yes, freble. Freble is very much of the constructionist um, theory theorist, as uh, uh, um, where he all those years ago encouraged children to construct their own learning. So it's it's all about active play. Um, and, and the adult being involved with the child. Okay. Now, you're um, a, a, an interesting business. You started off, I think, in your own home. Is that right? Correct, uh, yeah. You now operate two sites uh, You and you employ three managers between uh, two centres. Is correct, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the business. Oh, um, started 28 years ago. You shouldn't ago. sigh. That would be a good thing. <laughs> started 28 years ago. Um <clears throat> 
I've always been passionate passionate about children, so that it, it made sense for me to go to, to start my own. I started it because I couldn't find good childcare, early years childcare for, for my, my own child. Um, we've two sites and uh, one of them is very much after school and preschool and the other one is more a home from home environment with taking children from six months up to five. Well, OK, uh, interesting business. Uh, loads of texts coming in. Crashes get a hard time, but they keep this country running. People couldn't work without them. How about that? Uh, Teresa, um, OK, so we, we've we've met our three guests um, uh, who, who operate the business. What do you see then as the major challenges to mm. the sector? So some of the challenges are arising from some of the good things that have happened. So we have, as Dee has talked about, we've had, um, we now have the preschool programme and there's about 170,000 children participating in some of the government funded schemes at the moment. So that's, that's a lot of children. But what it, what that means is that since the introduction of the free preschool year, Every family of a small child in the country now is going in the doors. Pretty much every family in the country is going in the doors of an early year centre. So that's good because it begins to to share what we know and understand about the importance <coughs> of early childhood education. So that's a good thing. Um, now we have two years of free preschool, which is about to start next September. So every child from the age of two years and eight months will be entitled to uh, about two years uh, preschool before they go to school. What about the impact of regulation on the sector? You know, like that. And this this affects the business economics. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got to have so many qualified yeah. uh, staff for so many children of different categories. Mm. Like, do, is there, does anybody take any cognizance of the commercial reality of of how many people that you have to employ? So the regulations in this sector, there are a lot of regulations that I'm sure all of the, the other contributors would talk about. We have The sector is inspected by two sets of inspectors. The Department of Education and Skills have an inspector at Teams that they, and they come into services to inspect their curriculum. And then TUSLA has an inspector at team and they, they inspect the preschool regulations. And those regulations inspect everything from health and safety to leadership to governance and and so on. And that's largely welcomed, I'm sure, is it? Of course it is. Of course it's to be welcomed. Um, And the fact that government are making investment into the sector, they also now have certain expectations that they have that, you know, you're not allowed to appoint anybody unless they have X or Y qualification and there's a list of those qualifications. So, yeah, so maintaining all of the standards is is, uh, very, very onerous. And unfortunately, most of the investment that goes into the sector uh, is only for direct contact time uh, with um, with children. Now, last year, the government did introduce a, a programme payment to be able to fund some of the cost of the administration. But I think that my colleagues here would probably say it doesn't come next nor near the level of administration okay. that has to be uh, that has to be delivered upon. OK, a couple of other things I want to ask. Um, if I could ask you, Paula, about the this is a female dominated business. There's there's four females here in the room, which is great. Um, is there something in the Irish psych that as a parent, I'm uncomfortable handing my three month old baby to a male? Is there is there a stigma around that, even though there probably shouldn't be? Yeah, in my experience, there seems to be like my owner manager, um, Morris is very active in the business and he does the books and he's there every day and he's, you know, meet and greet and helping parents and that. And now he's not directly, you know, educating the children. 
But um, a lot of the times um, in my experience, parents would come in and say, oh, isn't it great that, you know, you have a man in and they work with the children. Now, do they change nappies? And, you know, there's a, a, a huge thing of like, oh, isn't it great? And isn't it great? But, you know, and um, I was like, yeah, of course they do. They come in, they're a practitioner. They participate as much as everybody else, you know. Um, but, yeah, like some yeah. parents are a little bit wary and of saying, you know, oh, I don't know. And, and is know. that changing or will that change? in your view? Um, well, I, I, I've come across very few men in childcare and I really hope it does change. It's yeah. Um, and that's what one and two is, is the feedback we're getting. Do you want to come in on that? Yeah, just, uh, just in terms of the, like we have, as you said, over 90 employees, we have 90, 96 and we have one uh, male that works for us and it just brings and Neve over there has, three. Neve has three yeah, we have three with uh, out of 28 staff right so, so that would be higher would than be higher yeah, yeah. 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 but, but the, bo- the bottom line is we won't get the men that we should have working with our children until we can pay them realistic wages yeah that's that yeah I mean it's it's a huge issue 98 percent of the staff in the sector Bobby are female I mm. think that there's no coincidence that therefore th- and the average rate of pay is about 11.50 per hour um and let me give I you think, a couple of texts yeah I think they're probably linked to those why are crashes so expensive everybody wants to know um we have a lot of we we might have lots of graduates but don't have the money to pay for them somebody yeah. else says yeah. uh could you comment on that yeah. Well, the, the why are why are creches so expensive? One one of the reasons is that this year, well, a couple of examples. This year, our insurance went up by twenty percent. Last year, it went up by twenty by fifteen percent. Our staff costs in Narnia are sixty three percent of what we take in every month. Ooh, that's high. So yeah. you know, yeah. if you just look at those two things alone, yeah. And the insurance situation is that if you have a claim or a reserve which is a, a claim pl- pending that effectively just gets added on to your premium probably yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay so these are some of the yeah i mean these are facts and the issue about just going back briefly to the issue about men i mean 98 percent of the the staff as i said are female um and uh, but unfortunately we have a real staffing crisis as well in the sector it's mm. really difficult I mean our members and Early Childhood Ireland has 3,800 members we hear it every day from our members that recruiting staff is a huge issue and when and you can only recruit from a specific exactly. pool of staff now like it looks to me as from what you're saying that a large cohort of males are excluded exactly. for whatever exactly. reason then there's these minimum qualifications yeah. around so we're already on, we're already reducing our pool to 50% of the population and then again and it's we're reducing it further so we really do need a workforce plan in our sector which will make it more attractive and that obviously addresses the issue of salaries and wages that addresses the issue of part the part-time nature of employment 14% of the people who work in childcare bobby go on the dole in the summer i mean that's not sustainable if you want to be attracting people to work in the sector who want a 12-month salary... So, wa- so nearly 15% of them are getting... They're having to uh, basically sign on for yes. three months because and, there's no employment. And for there's them. no employment at all for people, or there's no, there's no. Well, maybe after the last budget, there will be some income. But people who run sessional services or preschool services that are closed in the summer, that are self-employed, they've no access to any income of any kind. So you know, all of those things make it really, really unsustainable to retain as needs really good people in the sector. No, I'm just, I, 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 
I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but we don't find that because we're a full-time daycare centre. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. you know, we we manage our yeah. ECC with our after-school, mm. and I think DU yeah, do, the do, do the same. we do the same. So yeah, we so don't... covers the occupancy levels yeah. and the All summer. our staff yeah. are full-time. children are off school. They're yeah. in uh, in full daycare during <laughs> during those months in, instead, and that balances it out. Absolutely, but okay. the staffing yeah. the staffing issue is absolutely it's massive. It's yeah. huge, yeah. and yeah. you know, a lot of providers thought it coming. Um, when and we all agree, yes, you know, with with qualifications, but it did squeeze out maybe people who were previously in the workforce who maybe had reared their own families yeah. and went into and childcare and early could education make a contribution. Yeah. Be- yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. generally <coughs> the route that they went down and so not value. only they and absolutely had, had value, value. Yeah, yeah particularly in the more the in the caring age group, sure. so and the experience, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does I'm running a little short in time, but I, I, I wanted, to, I'd be curious as to how you, as a group of of business people operating in this sector, see the future for the sector. Where is it going to go? Are we like we're all time poor now? You know, everybody, lots of two families working, crashes and childcare pay a huge part in lots of people's lives. Um, again, I, 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 I uh, for our first three kids, Mary worked, and I remember it vividly. It was it, there was a period in my life where we were very close. Thankfully, that's all long gone. But what about the future of the sector? Um, uh, Dee, would you have a comment on that? Yeah, well, I think if there's further further investment is needed, I think if we if further investment came in, in in terms of staffing and we could recruit and retain staff within the sector, because there's there's only more demand. Like you'll see it now with the with the second uh, free preschool year, that's driving demand in as well, and. You know, I know in Dublin, particularly, there's a shortage of spaces. Our five centres now are at maximum capacity at the moment with mm. with waiting lists. Yeah. You know, there people may have some negative feelings about childcare services that, uh, and uh, putting their children, but you know, the majority of of, of people that are working parents, okay. that's that's their option. So we need to continue. Okay. Well, listen, it's a fascinating subject, and I thank you all for coming in and sharing your experiences you. with us here this morning. And um, my guests were Paula Holmes, the manager of the Whitefriars Crash uh, and Montessori, uh, D. Frampton Bushel, uh, operations manager down there in Athlone, Mullingar, uh, Neve Laney from the Narnia Nursery School, and Teresa Heaney, the CEO for Early Childhood Ireland. Thank you all so much for joining us. Up next is your next door neighbour, the next CEO. Stay tuned.